Hello. Hi. Good day. Hi. How are I'm Michaela. I'm here with Marlene. How are you, Marlene? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good also. I'm a bit always stressed, always doing stuff, but everything is fine. And you just came back from Germany, right? Yes, exactly. How was it? It was nice. My uh, sister married. Nice. Which was, I That's mean. It's always nice. Yeah, it was nice, but it was kind of different than what it normally would be. Yeah. Like I was um, the only person who went inside basically when, you know, they signed the papers. Really? There was only one person allowed But that's such a big honor. I know. I was like, are you sure you want me? And she's like, yeah, you (laughs) can take the pictures as well. (laughs) And I was so nervous that like every picture would be blurry. But did they come out well? Yeah, I just I just clicked on it and I never stopped clicking on it. (laughs) So (laughs) I made like 10,000 pictures. Nice, nice. That's that's what we should do. That's super nice. So I also want to go back home, but it's a bit hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's the first time I went actually kind of back home since a year uh-huh. because of the um, PCR tests. And oh, the, yeah, of know. course. It's a uh, bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I'm also going in May now for a couple of weeks. So that's that's nice. Yeah. Nice. Hoping that there are less tests to do, you know. Yeah, maybe. 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 Yeah. But well, today we have uh, some news. So they're pretty interesting. Uh, uh, I think we should start off already with uh, nice news from Asia and Japan in particular. Yeah. So today is going to be a podcast very much podcast very much focused on the environment I feel like. Mm-hmm. So we're starting with Japan because they decided to dump radioactive water from the Fukushima nuclear central in the Pacific Ocean, right? That's crazy. That's crazy. It's 1.25 million tons of waste water. Wow. And it has been yeah. treated kind of. So basically in 2011 there was the big earthquake where like 19,000 people died. It was a tragedy. Yeah. And the Fukushima Central uh, Radioactive Central Nuclear Central, how do you call it in English? Nuclear. Um, yeah, like do you mean the power plant? Yeah, the yeah. power plant, yeah. So it was um, badly hit from the earthquake and yeah. it was the worst radioactive disaster since Chernobyl. It was crazy, actually. Yeah. Um, I watched a documentary about it. Oh, there, really? There's a documentary about it. Um, it has like a few different episodes. Uh-huh. Really good. I don't remember the name, but I'm sure if you look it up on Google. Oh, I would it. love to. And it also shows like uh, basically how it happened, um, everything before, how they already knew like something was going to happen. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. man, that's so, that's so scary for me. The idea of like a big earthquake like that. Fucked up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard uh, felt an earthquake in your life? I uh, already was very scared uh, <laughs> <laughs> when I was in uh, in Thailand. I remember I saw all those signs uh, where you can when you need to go to evacuate if there's like a, a how do you call it again like the big uh, tsunami? Yeah, when when there yeah. was a tsunami, and I remember every time the water came and then went back, I was always scared that it <laughs> went back a bit too far, <laughs> and I already like. S- one oh, time, wow. uh, I already like started to go away because really, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I was just scared, but nothing happened. Uh, I did feel a couple of earthquakes in Italy, but not yeah? strong ones, like very mild. I I wonder how it feels like. Uh, I I I don't know. It feels weird. Like mm. you're you're wondering what the fuck is happening. <laughs> like yeah. why why is stuff moving? You know? <laughs> Am I drunk or is <laughs> yeah, exactly? <laughs> is something wrong with me? But yeah, so basically, these two reactors were badly hit, and mm. they are super warm. There is some. I have no idea how science works. So yeah. there is some super hot stuff in there that needs to be cooled down. And they cool it down through this water. But this water, they don't know where to put it afterward because, yes, it cools it down, but then it also gets enriched with all these nuclear isotopes, wha- whatever. Mm-hmm. So it becomes super radioactive. And they have a filtration system with f- which filters most of it. Mm-hmm. But there is still radiation inside. And I was reading that there is this isotope called tritium 
which is an isotope of hydrogen, and it's a low risk. In Europe, you can have it in the water if it's less than 100 uh, becquerel per liter. Mm -hmm. And in Japan, it's around like 2,000 uh, 1500 oh, okay. but then it's such a the weird stuff that the uh, un puts the limit at 10,000 per liter so it's like everybody has a different measurement yeah so they say oh maybe it's not that dangerous because the water in the sea is so much then 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 it just dilutes you know mm -hmm. so there is no more radi radiation after i don't know i already see like a lot of animals dying oh yeah sure. and of course they thought oh we can either dump it in the water or evaporate it in here but that's even worse so they decided mm -hmm. not to do it and it could destroy the livelihoods of like fishermen there because nobody would want to buy Japanese fish after that, you know. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to. No, no. no. Yeah. But also like everything else. I mean, the ocean is yeah. connects us all, right? Yeah, it, it says that it would take two years for that radiation to arrive to the US. So, I mean, that yeah. explains how fast it moves. Yeah, yeah. And of course, like China and South Korea are very pissed about it. They don't want it to happen. But Japan is saying we will start in two years from now. And this process could last 40 years, you know, dumping yeah. it slowly. But it's still dangerous. And yeah. it's just a lot of people could lose their job. Fish could be strongly impacted. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. And it's like another thing that we put in the ecosystem that has yeah. like a, it's like a butterfly effect. Actually. Exactly. It's exactly. And I was wondering today, what if China was doing something like that? I think mm -hmm. this public opinion would be China is yeah. violating human rights. That's you know? true. Yeah. <laughs> but because it's an, an ally of us that does it, we tend to be less uh, critical. Yeah. 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 It's so problematic. Like one con like, I mean, also what happened basically, you know, like um, with the, the whole catastrophe uh, a few years ago. And I feel like we always, every country has to deal with their things on their own. Yeah. But then we are all affected by it. So it doesn't really make sense anymore. I feel like countries by itself, they don't really make sense anymore. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Sometimes I also wonder the same. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there is more news about the environment, right? Yeah, exactly. And I, I thought it was interesting what you said because um, um, there is actually, there has a new study, uh, a new study has come out. Uh, which uh, actually brought great but also like terrible insight on the environmental crisis that the world is facing. Uh, and it suggests that only 3% um, of the world's ecosystem remains uh, intact um, of all its original animals and uh, undisturbed habitat. Mm -hmm. uh, and before, actually, um, there were studies um, that suggested um, that it was only like 20 to 40% of the Earth's surface that is... Uh, basically affected by the human. Okay. But those were like satellite images. Um, and those satellite images actually don't really know what's basically going on mm, in the forest. Of and, course. Uh, what is also a big part of it is that a lot of um, animals are dying out and a lot of um, species haven't even been... Um, I mean, they haven't, uh, like, people didn't even know that they were of there. Of course, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So how can you actually make, like, a proper uh, yeah. estimate of it? I was also watching a documentary the other day that it was about, like, how many species we don't know. It's insane. Yeah. Like, crazy, really. Yeah, and, um, yeah, it's like a, like, the ecosystem is like a, a counter effect. One, one effect goes to another one, and then it actually not only influences, um, maybe the animals around, but also humans. Mm. Um, and that's what I also just had to think about when you talked about, when you said they were dumping it in the ocean. 
it affects yeah. uh, the animals and the fishermen, but it will also go further in affecting the air that we breathe and the water that oh we yeah, drink. Oh, yeah, everything right? is connected. Uh, yeah, Exactly, yeah. And um, what well, this new study has uh, suggested um, to introduce uh, a small number of important species, such as uh, wolves uh, or elephants, to some of the damaged areas to um, yeah get the percentage up to yeah, 20%. To re- rebuild the circle of life. Yeah, like exactly. Um, Lion King style. Yeah, <laughs> the circle <laughs> of life. <Yeah. laughs> no, but um, basically elephants, uh, they spread seeds and they... Uh, create important clearing uh, in mm, forests yeah. where as wolves can also control the populations of deers and Oh elves. yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen a crazy video about wolves in Yellowstone that like they were hunted down in the 20th century and they started reintroducing them, I don't know, three decades ago, mm-hmm. a couple of decades ago and because the deer population was so big, uh, so the wolves were hunting them and they changed the course of rivers because with last year mm-hmm. there was like less, I don't remember, grass being eaten, which meant that yeah. like um, trees could come back. There were more trees because they were less eaten when they were just tiny bit, tiny trees, you know. Mm-hmm. And then birds were coming back because the trees were more, you know, it yeah. was like an insane, exactly. an insane thing. Yeah. And that's exactly what I mean. Like one animal, you, you, put, you take one uh, animal and you put it somewhere where it maybe doesn't belong or you take them away. And it has like a huge effect, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. I I love this though. Same. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. And um, well, actually, with this new study as well, scientists believe that uh, a sixth mass um, a sixth mass extinction is beginning. Um, oh damn! Okay. Because yeah, the world is being in a biodiverse crisis, and um, yeah, wildlife from lions to insects they're all dying, and mainly because of the destruction. Um, of the habitat for like farming uh, and building. Yeah. So farming and building is like uh, a huge reason for um, destruction and forest destruction as well. Yeah. 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 Of course. And farming is also derived from our meat consumption. Yeah. So yeah. One more reason to, to go vegetarian. By the way, have you watched Sea Spiracy? No, I haven't. Um, yet. I don't want to watch it. I'm a bit scared. Yeah, I I need to watch it though. Same. Because yeah. yeah. I still eat some fish sometimes. Yeah, I'm. Um, so my girlfriend told me about it. She watched it, and she doesn't want to eat fish now anymore. <laughs> no, I, that didn't yeah. <laughs> I have this problem. To be honest, that I, uh, like I, um, I have some stomach issues myself. Yeah. Um. So I cannot eat everything actually, mm-hmm. and I sta- I started to eat vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Um. Since like a year actually. Um. But I was raised, I guess, with like a meat culture. Yeah, same, absolutely. And my body kind of uh, pushed, like, pushed it away a little bit, like, yeah. not eating meat. So I'm kind of like, I am actually going to the doctor to ask him, like, how can I be a vegetarian? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, my body can take it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, of course, health is important. It's super yeah. important. Yeah. yeah. Um, and well, yeah, like, um, it has serious consequences for the humans, for food, clean water, uh, and the air. Um, and those scientists um, basically said that it's so important to restore the important species um, so that we can try to build up the areas um, where we have uh, an ecologically uh, intact ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And um, communities that are really helpful to build up those areas are um, the indigenous uh, people and the indigenous communities that are managing um, some of the intact areas. 
Because it has been shown that most of the intact areas are managed by indigenous communities. Of course, yeah, and that makes sense. Yeah, and they um, they are actually the best guardians of the forests. Um, yeah. The de deforestation rates um, are up to 50% lower in their territories than somewhere elsewhere. It's crazy. But yeah. then the problem as well is um, that a lot of uh, yeah a lot of the land that that are owned by the indigenous and tribal people are not their rights are not recognized mm -hmm. and their rights need to be recognized. How is it possible? I always wonder how the fuck can we recognize their rights to own that land? You know, mm -hmm. yeah, it's crazy. It's just makes me so mad. Like I was just reading an article the other day about indigenous populations in the Amazon and how they are exploited for like the gold mines mm -hmm. because they are, they are like full of illegal gold mines there. Yeah. And that's like killing so many of them because the water is polluted from these gold mines because they use mercury. Yeah. And then they drink the water and they die. Like, And then the population is decreasing. The forest is having an, Im an impact from it, you know. Yeah. Uh, terrible. Yeah. I feel like just uh, capitalism and... Um, the environment just doesn't work with each yeah, other. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and a reason, and people just have been, I feel like humans are really good at just ignoring something, you know, mm -hmm. like the radioactive water that yeah. they just now just dumped in the ocean. Like, we'll just ignore it until we really have to face it. Yeah, I absolutely. And also, uh, I mean, also in Australia, like so many uh, indigenous people, like they have, their land has been taken away from them. Um, just that people basically can make money out of it. Yeah, it's so sad. It's so sad. Like for profit, we we want to do everything, you know. Yeah, but at one point, um, the uh, the earth just can't take it anymore, and we're really like in a big crisis right now. Um, so yeah, those scientists actually also said that recognizing the rights to the indigenous and tribal people uh, to their land will be actually the most uh, co-effective action, and yeah. um, they. A report also showed that they should be paid for the environmental benefit that they provide because it's it's of helpful, course. right? We need it. Yeah, we no, can't absolutely. Go without it. Absolutely. But yeah, let's move to another crisis now, which is the rent crisis, yeah, which is oh, affecting us all. So sad about this. <laughs> yeah, them. I was reading. I was reading about it this morning, and I was like, damn, it's like it's just getting worse, like every day. Yeah. The, the situation. So basically, in Berlin last year. They put this rent cap basically so that um, the ninety percent of the Berlin flat prices were frozen for the next five years mm -hmm. by the government because they were rising like crazy. Yeah. So the government said, "Okay, let's stop it because people can't afford it. Like yeah. the rent is uh, getting higher, but like wages are not getting higher, so it's getting harder and harder to pay the rent." Yeah. But now. Um, uh, like some landlord association made a lawsuit and they won. So okay. basically the lawsuit is declared illegal mm -hmm. and the landlords now want to claim the rent back that <gasps> could have been uh, yeah, increased. So uh, Germany has to pay the rent back? Yeah. Merkel? Basically, <laughs> Germans have to pay <laughs> the rent back. That's yeah, I crazy. mean, that's crazy. No, it's crazy. And I was also reading that the rent between 2013 and 2019 rose by one third which is crazy because mm -hmm. you're not gonna earn one third more in no. your life but then you have to pay one third more for a house yeah 
Uh, this is also something that is messed up for me. It's super yeah. crazy. And also, I mean, I just told you as well that I was thinking to move to Berlin next year yeah. because <laughs> the rents are also not that high. And, <laughs> and now I'm sorry. Yeah, you can actually live there as like a normal person. Uh, no, I mean, in Amsterdam, you absolutely can't anymore. No. Yeah, that's also why I don't want to stay here it's because crazy. it's ridiculously expensive. No, it's crazy. I mean, I live in a student house, which means I pay nothing basically, but yeah. that's because I'm fucking lucky. Yeah. And I only got it because my boyfriend is Dutch and he mm. put me through that. And if you're not Dutch, it's so hard to find these super cheap houses so yeah. that like internationals are forced to live either super far away mm. in these awful buildings, you know, yeah. that are also overpriced or they just have to pay it. Yeah, like or take up a loan. Yeah. yeah, for like a tiny room in uh, yeah, like far away you have to pay five hundred maybe euro. No, five hundred is even a good price. Yeah, yeah, yeah five hundred cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's crazy. And I was reading. I love data, but mm. I was reading that forty-two percent of whole houses in the Netherlands are rented, and seventy percent belong to corporations. And I think that this is what makes the price go higher that corporations are also owning it. Yeah. Like they have to make a big profit on this. You For know? sure, yeah. So that's always capitalism. Yeah, yeah. It's like, always where am enemy. I going to live actually after my studies? <laughs> Which rent can I pay? Yeah, well, now you're living uh, in Aust, Yeah, right? now I live in Aust, yeah. But I mean, also with the student loan that I'm getting, it's ah, like I can afford it. you're getting the loan, okay. Yeah. But afterwards, I, I also just don't want to pay take like half of my um, uh, income, income that yeah. I get and pay it for my rent and then have to pay like 30 euros for my breakfast at Abertheim. No, it's crazy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But are you getting the loan from the Netherlands or from Germany? From the Netherlands, yeah. Ah, can't you get it from Germany too? Um, uh, no, I can't actually. Um, I have a friend who's German and she gets some money from the German government. I love this that your governments give you money because in Italy we have to pay them money, you know, like they do actually. Is uh depends on the income of your parents. Ah, okay, nice, nice. Yeah. I would love to have a loan from my government. Yeah, I could never. They don't. They don't give it. So. But you can get like the supplementary grant in the Netherlands, which you don't have to pay back. But it's also. Oh, I think it's super hard to get if you're not Dutch, right? No, you can get it. Uh, I will look into that. Yeah, it's dependable on the income of your parents. Oh, okay. And well, <laughs> I could probably get it. Yeah, yeah, if anyone has questions about those things, I am um, always... I You're an expert. <laughs> uh, you should make a blog about it. True, yeah. How to survive in Amsterdam. I know prices. all the loopholes as well. How to <laughs> live in Amsterdam with one euro a day. Somebody should make a documentary. I actually lived in Melbourne for like two months with 60 cents on my bank account. So yeah. Really? <laughs> How did you do it? Yeah, for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, after being kicked out <laughs> from like, us. Yeah, I was working in the um, in the hostel, so yeah. Ah, okay. Free food in the kitchen, you know. Nice. Stay friends with everyone. <laughs> nice. That's that's how you should do it. But yeah. also next year I'm going to France and I'm gonna leave for the European Solidarity Corps and that like the house is paid for and yeah, that's like such a relief for me not ha to have to pay the house, you yeah. know, and then they give you some money like pocket money from the EU, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. Them, I'm so looking forward to what it. What is it called? Like it's called European Solidarity Corps, and okay. it's like you go for a year. There are so many projects online on a website that is called European Youth Portal, mm -hmm. and there are all these projects for like ten months. And you mm -hmm. go to another country, and they give you the house uh, with other roommates, of course, mm -hmm. and you have to do volunteering projects oh, that's in really that cool. area. Yeah, oh, it's I'll super look cool. Into it. Look yeah. into that. Yeah, there are a lot of people that do it. So. 
Nice. Yeah. yeah. I'll look into it. But yeah, thank you so much for this podcast. I think we're over with our news. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. wasn't such a positive one, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it's the truth. I it's guess. the truth, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Thanks you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yes.